Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Well, since we seem to be on a bit of a theme here about ambitious government plans, let's talk about the federal government's new emissions reductions plan. This is hopefully going to allow Canada to reach its new greenhouse gas targets by 2030. What does it do? Well, it projects that the oil and gas industry needs to cut emissions 42% from current levels if we're going to do that in just eight years. How do we make all of this happen? Is that even realistic? Well, joining us now is Dr. Thomas Gunton, a professor and founding director of the Resource and Environmental Planning Program at Simon Fraser University. Dr. Gunton, thank you for joining us. Good morning, Simi. Is that realistic? Well, uh, let's just set some context here. Um, We know we've had a number of plans in Canada before, and uh, we actually have the worst record, uh, one of the worst records of any of the developed countries uh, in the world on climate. And uh, we've never met our targets in the past, unfortunately, and so people have a right to be suspicious about these plans. And uh, I think we all know the the severity of the problems we face uh, if we don't address this, certainly in British Columbia with the floods. And so how does this plan stack up? Um, well, there's some positive news to me that this is the most comprehensive plan that the government has ever published, and it does lay out a pathway to get to the 40% reduction by 2030. But there are a number of gaps, and I'll just give you a couple of examples mm-hmm. of, of things we need to still fill in. So on the transportation sector, that accounts for about a quarter of our emissions in Canada, so that's a key sector. The government has established zero-emission vehicle targets of uh, 100% by 2035, 60% by 2030, and that's good. And I think every British Columbian will be happy if we can expedite the move over away from fossil fuels, gas, high gasoline prices to, to electric cars. But here's the problem. The federal government's plan does not include legislated mandates to achieve those targets, unlike British Columbia and Quebec. So there's no assurance, no mechanism in place to achieve them. They promised that, and they promised it for a while, but still not in place. And the second problem is that these targets apply only to the light-duty vehicle sector, not to the heavy-duty vehicle sector like trucks, etc., which uh, are a major part of the problem. So that's, that's one area. A second area is electrification. So, yeah, the plan talks about completely decarbonizing, getting fossil fuels out of electricity production. Of course, we've already done that in British Columbia, but uh, uh, the problem here across Canada is that the mechanism is not, legal mechanism is not in place to do that. But more importantly, we are now replacing some fossil fuels like coal with other fossil fuels like natural gas. Uh, So we're not fully getting fossil fuels out of electrification. The last example you mentioned in your intro, Simi, oil and gas, 26% of our emissions. So it's a huge part of the problem. And here again, uh, there is no explicit uh, plan to achieve what you mentioned, the 42% reduction from 2219 in that sector. 
other than references to eliminating fossil fuels uh, subsidies, uh, methane, uh, reducing methane emissions. Uh, these have all been promised before, but uh, the whether we'll, we'll actually implement these is still open. Right. In fact, in the fossil fuel sector, uh, you know, we're still building major projects like $21 billion going into Trans Mountain, which is expanding fossil fuel production, not reducing it. So we've got a lot of gaps. Uh, my overall assessment is that, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful, cautiously optimistic, right. but still a lot of work to do. You know, Dr. Gunn, what really struck me with what you were saying there is that on the one hand, you said this is the most comprehensive plan that we've gotten, and yet there are still these very big gaps that you talk about. Exactly. And uh, so the government has said it's committed to filling these in, but we've heard this many times before and whether it's going to do it or not. And I, and I mentioned one another huge, huge gap, of course, is on the climate adaptation side, because even if we are successful, Simi, in, in, in achieving our goals, other countries are successful, we're still looking at a warming uh, over two degrees. That's double what we are right now. And we know in British Columbia the impacts of that. And so uh, even if we're successful, there's going to be a lot of climate change, uh, and we have to have adaptation plans to figure out how to manage that. How are we going to deal with the floods? How are we going to deal with the fires and, and the heat domes? So uh, there's a lot of work to do on climate adaptation. So we're moving in the right direction for the first time really ever. Uh, the, some of the policies are in place. We have never recorded a, a reduction in emissions in Canada, and I think this plan will start to do that. But, boy, we still have... A long way to go. So when you say you hope this plan will start to do that, how soon will we know that this plan might actually be working? Well, uh, fortunately, the plan, one of the the elements of the plan is to set some shorter-term goals around 2024, 2026, and so there's some short-term targets, so we'll know within two or three years uh, what's beginning to happen. Uh, We can also see what's happening in terms of how many people are buying electric vehicles, um, the switch to heat pumps uh, to get uh, fossil fuels out of heating our houses. Um, so that's beginning to happen now, and so we should be able to see some of the positive impacts in, in the next uh, next few years. But it requires also every British Columbian uh, to, to pick up and join in on this and you know take a look at your next car, uh, even if it's a used car, take a look at I a think zero emission trying. vehicle. I think they're uh, trying, Dr. Cotton, but it's we're, so we're hard trying, right yeah, now. Right now, there's a big shortage of them, unfortunately. But uh, uh, So the transition's there, and, and every British Columbian can pitch in. And uh, As I say, I remain cautiously optimistic, uh, but there's a lot of work to do. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Okay. Thanks very much, Simi.